Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast, your source for everything in college football, college basketball, NFL, for your Illini sports, for your Chicago Bears sports, and a little bit of coaching uh, interviews and talks on this podcast. If any of that interests you, please hit the like and subscribe button on the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. This podcast can be found anywhere you listen to your podcast, literally anywhere. Please hit the follow button. Uh, please give it a review. Uh, if you could do that for me, I greatly appreciate it. It helps get this out there. It helps the algorithm that I do not understand, but it helps everything in that world. I would greatly appreciate it. This podcast is also brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Uh, if you go to bellyupsports.com, uh, you could see all the podcasts, blogs, and everything there. There's a lot of great content for everybody out there. Not even all sports. Uh, there's other things on there, but there's something out there for everybody. So go to bellyupsports.com. Budding season is in full swing. College football has a head of steam. NFL is uh, getting ready to almost be halfway through its season. College basketball is tipping off. NBA is tipping off. Uh, the only place to make your bets is MyBookie. If you go to MyBookie.ag and use the code BellyUpFantasy, it's going to double your first deposit. So we're literally just, they're just giving you money. And if anything we've learned over time is that human beings love to get money. So use the code BellyUpFantasy at MyBookie.ag. It's going to double your first deposit. Podcast is also brought to you by Coach Stone Football. If you're a football coach like me and we're getting into our offseason, no matter if you're coaching a winter sport and a spring sport, we're always looking to get better. We're always looking to get back to the basics. So Coach Stone, uh, he created his uh, Back to the Basics book series. 
If you go to CoachDelvinFootball.com, check out all of his books. He's got football drills, practice planning, game planning, uh, strength and conditioning, and much, much more. It could be used at the youth level, high school level, and even the college level because we all have to get back to the basics. That's what I'm going to be doing, looking to get simple for the players to learn. And if you get his Back to the Basics series books, there's so many books I can't keep up, uh, you will never have to look up another drill again. Uh, if you go do that for me, it'd be greatly appreciated. And we're getting that time, the time change, you know, you're looking a little tired. Um, maybe you want to get back into the gym, you know, uh, going to run on the inside. You're, you need something to help you give you that pick-me-up for the pre-workout. Or maybe you're just throughout the day, you know, coffee's not doing it for you and you're looking for something else. Uh, you're looking for that type of energy drink that's not going to give you the jitters or the crash later on. Well, I've got the drink for you. If you go to swiftlifestyles.com, you can get a clean nutritional energy drink that comes in a tub. It's not buying it in a can. It's got 30 servings. I got the bubblegum flavor, and it's it's delicious. It tastes exactly like bubblegum. It's a clean nutritional drink for any part of your day. Uh, so if you go to swiftlifestyles.com, use the code Coach Steve Show, all one word, you're going to get 15% off your order. It supports the podcast, and it, it's delicious. So if you could do that for me, I'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. We're going to dive into the Big Ten Football Week 11. Yes, Week 11. It's amazing that we are in Week 11. I'm going to start off with just discussing the games real quick. It's not going to be a long episode, but what I want to dive into first is Scott Frost. I've talked about Scott Frost on this podcast before. Now, Scott Frost is a good football coach because we saw what he did at UCF. Knows football. Has to be to has to get to this point for a reason. I know a lot of it is it's who you know, not what you know, but you have to get to this point somehow, some way, no matter who you know or whoever. Well, I have said on here before, if we're going to talk about Ed Odron, you know, about to lose his job, why Scott Frost not being talked about, uh, Dan Mullen, you know, his seat's going to start warming up to be on fire here. Why is Scott Frost not on here? Nebraska is a blue blood. In my opinion, you know, when we were all growing up and even back in the day, you know, Coach Solich, you know, legendary coach was there and even before. Nebraska is known for playing football and is known for winning and is known for being competitive, especially when they were in the Big 12. Then they made the jump to the Big 10 and things that just have not gone their way since. Now, they've had some good records going on in Nebraska. Now, Scott Frost played football in Nebraska. He loves Nebraska. He took this job, you know, and I've talked about this before with him and Coach Jim Harbaugh, sometimes going back to where you coach is not always the best decision. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. That's why people talk about Dabo Sweeney will probably take over Alabama after Nick Saban. I don't even know if that's true, and that's a whole different topic. Um, sometimes it's not bad. Like, I mean, look at Coach Ed Odron. He loves LSU. He grew up there. Now, he didn't necessarily go there. He went there for like a week, got homesick, went home. But he, look at what's happened now. Um, He's, he's out. So it's not always going home is cool and everything. But if one thing we learned about that and one thing we learned about LeBron James, going home sometimes does not work or sometimes it does not matter in the way that they all intend and mean. Uh, so Scott Frost, you know, played football there now. Scott Frost, it's come out, you know, I've talked about maybe he needs to be let go because you haven't, he hasn't done it. You know, you're lo- you lose teams like Illinois. Now, I'm an Illinois fan, and we all know. But Illinois has been in a rebuilding year for a while. It seems like forever. But they're going through a culture change, a rebuilding. 
you lose to them the first game. Now, Nebraska's got some good players. You know, uh, Martinez is the first, I think, three-time captain in Nebraska history. They have good players on offense. They have a tough defense, and we've seen that. They are in tough games. They were a couple plays away from tying Ohio State, maybe forcing overtime to beat them, or just beating them in the regular time. They are so close all the time, but that's the problem. If year in, year out, since you've been there, you are so close to winning it, but you just can't quite get there, you know, maybe that's not for you and you need to get a fresh start somewhere else. Kind of like people said about Jim Harbaugh last year. He's a Michigan guy, loves Michigan. They are so close all the time to breaking through to have this great season, uh, which they're having now. Uh, and maybe and maybe that's what they're thinking. But you're Scott Frost, you're so close. You just can't quite get there, and that's okay. Um, I mean, it's not okay, but it is because you're still a good coach. You're, you're coaching them there. There's just... The, the excuse, and I coach football, and the excuse eventually runs out on, well, they just have the Jimmys and Joes. Well, if they've got the Jimmys and Joes, you should have some Jimmys and Joes because you're at Nebraska and you should be able to recruit guys there. Then it comes to a point where X's and O's do matter. I always, It's always the phrase is, it's Jimmys and Joes on X's and O's. And I agree, but also sometimes it's Jimmys and Joes and X's and O's. So when you're in Nebraska, I'm not saying you've got Alabama players. I'm not saying you've got Georgia players. I'm not even saying that you've got the Ohio State players, but you do actually have some players, and it's proven because of how hard they play and how close you are to winning these games. You know, how many times have we heard, oh, Nebraska loses by three points. Oh, Nebraska loses in the fourth quarter by a touchdown, and that's all they lose by. Oh, they lost by four or six. You hear it almost every single week. Yeah, there's times they get blown out, but that just happens in college football. Uh, so you're just always so close. How many times have you heard that? Well, there has to come a point where you go, okay, we're tired of hearing this. We finally we have to punch it in. We have to actually finish and actually win. And there's got to come a point where that's over. And so that's why I always say Jimmy's and Joe's and X's and O's. So you do have some Jimmy's and Joe's on Nebraska. It's proven you've got good players. You know, I like their tight ends. I like their quarterback. Their linebackers are pretty good. They fly around the ball. They kind of remind me of Iowa's linebackers, the way they were playing at the beginning of the year, not the way they're playing now. They're not playing very good at all, which gives me hope for Illinois that we could sneak in there and win a game, even though they have the bye week. But right now, I don't like calling for people's jobs. But if we're looking at landscape of football, looking at what it is, what happens all the time, maybe it's time to go bring someone else in. Well, first of all, they probably need to go back to the Big 12. The Big 10 is just not for them. You know, I don't think it's for them. They need to go back to the Big 12. That's just me. Maybe we flip-flop. Maybe we bring in someone else. Uh, for basketball purposes, maybe we bring in Kansas, another football program. Eh. But bringing Kansas for the basketball program in the Big Ten, it would really jump it up. I don't know. Flip-flop them. Might help Kansas out more to be in the Big Ten than the Big 12. But, you know, here or there. But it come out, I keep, you know, every week I'm waiting for Scott Frost to be let go, uh, bring a new coach in to try to revamp Nebraska. But every every week, he's still there. He's still there. They lose a close game. And I'm like, okay, it's eventually, eventually going to stop. Um, you know, I could just, you know, he's a good coach. I like listening to what he has on offense. It's great stuff. Uh, he's adapted it since he was at UCF, but it's just not working. It's just not getting it done. Maybe that's why, because how you have to recruit in Nebraska, you know, it's hard to recruit there, even if it's a quote-unquote blue blood. If you're not winning in a place like Nebraska and Michigan, you've got to win. And that's what Coach Bielma did so well Wisconsin. I mean, those places are cold. Those are cold places. It's really hard to recruit a guy from the South to go play there when, like, oh, I could just go play at Auburn or something where it's warmer. I can go play at Old Miss. Uh, maybe there's a 
Division One AA schools that's warm. Yeah, maybe. But if you're winning like Coach Bielma was in Nebraska, you're going to get those kids. Iowa, you're winning, you're going to get those kids. Michigan, if you're winning, you're going to get those kids. Then you've got to realize the recruiting around you, and I think that's what P.J. Flex learning at Minnesota. That's a hard place to recruit if you're not winning or you're struggling. And Iowa figured it out. They figured out recruiting, oh, we can get big-time offensive linemen around here. We can dip into Illinois and get some players. Cool. If we're getting these uh, you know, these corn-fed, you know, blue-collar kits, well, then we're going to adapt what we do on offense and defense for them because that's what we're getting. Then we can focus on different positions recruiting outside of the state, but focus on the state. Maybe they got to figure that out in Nebraska. What kind of kids are you getting? Where are you losing your kids? Like Coach Bielema has really revamped the recruiting in Illinois. Scott Frost, maybe I'm not saying he's not doing this, but just from the outside looking at this is what needs to happen. But I'm waiting week in and week out to say, okay, because I think – Nebraska travels well. Their fans travel well. College football is a lot better when Nebraska is good. Now, for me, it's not that because of being an Illinois fan. But overall, in the landscape of college football, which is what we do here on this podcast, outside of just Illinois, they're good for college football when they're good. Well, then it came out this week that, um, you know, I'm just going to read one headline. Scott Frost sacrifices. Scott Frost sacrifices to keep job at Nebraska Cornhuskers football coach, including pay cut, and he's firing assistants. So, um, the AD come out and said, you know, he, he and Scott Frost talked. He likes the direction of the program Scott Frost is going and blah, blah. Well, you like the direction it's going or you're like, what's going on? What do you mean you like the direction? You know, Scott Frost said Wednesday he had no problem taking a pay cut and firing four offensive assistants who are also friends and it gives those him more time. This is off of ESPN.com. Um, Frost is 15 and 27 and four years and three and seven this season. Um, you know, he says he took the job because he loves Nebraska. It would break his heart um, to think of all the improvements he made. He's gotten so cl- – and this is what he said. It would break my heart to think we made the improvements we have and got it so close in so many games and not able to get an opportunity to see it through. So it's an easy decision um, to make any sacrifices I have to for the privilege to continue here. Now, here's where I got to get pissed off. Frost, who has been scheduled to make $5 million in 2022, will instead only be paid $4 million. Oh, my God, you took a pay cut, $5 million to $4 million. I know a million dollars is a lot, but people out there are coaching for $80,000 a year tops. Like, these – like – is that really a pay cut to take five million to four million? Like, give me a break. If it was five million to one million or two million, yes. But good God, can we talk? Can we just say that you know, this is not a freaking pay cut? Like, you know what I would love to do if I made four million dollars, I wouldn't work for years. Frost said he was the one who suggested a pay cut. Of course, he suggested because he probably saw the writing on the wall. If he probably went in there and said, "I'll take a pay cut if you guys keep me," we all do that. We all have done things. Well, instead of paying me X amount of money, pay me this and I'll do this job, or pay me this and I'll do this on this weekend, like that type of stuff. So give me a freaking break. His buyout, if he gets fired next year, will now be uh, seven point five million instead of fifteen million. Whoop de do. My God, you're really making a sacrifice there. Frost fired offensive coordinator, wide receivers coach Matt Lubbock, offensive line coach and run game coordinator Greg Austin, running backs coach Ryan Held, and quarterback coach Mario Verdusco. Lubbock, Lubbock worked with Frost at Oregon, and others were on Frost's staff at UCF. The offense has been inconsistent, and quarterback Andrew Martin, Adrian Martinez has been Mistake prone in his fourth year as a starter. Special teams have not have been horrendous, largely because of the defense. The Cornhuskers have not lost any game more than nine points. So again, they are losing these games very close this year. Now he fired all these offensive assistants, but sometimes you gotta look in the mirror and say, What am I doing? So maybe that's what it was. He looked in the mirror and said, This is what I'm doing, I'm gonna fire the assistants. What I this is the Jim Harbaugh situation all over again, and it's happening at Nebraska. Jim Harbaugh saw the writing on the wall. 
you know, from what I've seen and heard and read and from the outside looking in, it looked like Jim Harbaugh took a step back and said, you guys do this all. I'm just going to kind of be the CEO. And you have not heard much of Michigan up until as of late, and they have been winning. So maybe Scott Frost is going to take that approach and say, I'm just going to take a step back. Or this could go the other way. Since he's firing an offensive coordinator, well, we don't know. This could be a Jim Harbaugh situation. This could be a um, – Gus mounts on at Auburn. Gus called offense when he got there. And then you saw over time he tried to give it over to somebody so he could be the CEO. Then he would take it back. You always heard about, oh, he's going to take it back and call offense. So one of two things are going to happen with this scenario of he's finding the offensive coordinator. He's firing these offensive guys. Is he going to take over play calling, which could work, but sometimes when you take it over in spite and say, well, I'm just going to do it myself, it does not always work. Um, Frost said he's uncertain of how he would structure his staff, but will attempt to become more well, right here. So he says this, and Gus has said this many times, but we're going to see. Frost said he's uncertain of how he will structure his staff, but he will attempt to become the CEO type head coach rather than overseeing every aspect of the offense as he has been doing along with Lubbock. So when he's looking over the entire offense and you're struggling, so he looked in the mirror. But here's the thing. Did you really have to fire Lubbock? Frankly, I've been wearing myself a little thin trying to run the offense and call the offense. And it isn't just game day. It's all week long, he said. Frost designed a spread offense that produced remarkable results at Central Florida where he led the high-scoring 2017 team to a 13-0 record before he came back to Nebraska. His offense hasn't nearly been as effective against Big Ten defenses. Well, yeah, because you're in the Big Ten. There's way better teams. So apparently, this is what I don't understand. When you say I fired the offensive coordinator, but you were the offensive. See, this is the Matt Nagy thing. I'm going to title him the offensive coordinator, so maybe he gets the blame. So what do you mean you have an offensive coordinator? No, you're the offensive coordinator. And if your teams are not getting it done on offense, then it's your fault. The athletic director should say, oh, it's your fault because the offense is not getting done. You're also the head coach, so now it's even more your fault. Take responsibility. Take the leadership. So yeah, maybe you're firing these guys. But are you firing them because, I mean, I think the offense isn't playing that bad. They're just not finishing. So you're going to take the blame and fire these dudes when it's your fault. So maybe the athletic director needs to look and say, well, what's the common denominator here? Well, it's got frost. Unless next year he hires people, he actually takes a step back and doesn't call. But we've seen the song and dance before, seen it with Gus. You see it with other head coaches. It's hard to give it up unless you're a Nick Saban or Dabo Sweeney or whoever, and you trust guys to do it. Or what Jim Harbaugh has done this year, he's taken a step back and said, I'm not doing this. You guys do it, and it's worked. So maybe they're going to try the Michigan approach, but Scott Frost is really going to have to say, hey, I'm just going to be a part of the offensive meetings and defensive meetings, get my input because I'm the head coach, and we're going to do this. But reading this really disturbs me because you say you had an offensive coordinator in Lubbock, then you fired him because it's not getting done. Well, wait a minute. You just said this right here. We've come so close many games. Hard thing we keep doing the same things, blah, 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 blah. When you say he wants to become the CEO type head coach rather than overseeing every aspect of offense as he's been doing all along. Frankly, I've been wearing myself a little thin trying to run the offense and call the offense, and it isn't just game day. It's all week long. When you're a head coach at a place like Nebraska, or just in general, it's hard to call the offense. Mike Leach does it perfectly, but guess what? Mike Leach has help. He hires the right people around him to help with the everyday administrative stuff. He focuses on the offense. Yeah, he'll sit probably with his defense coordinator, but he says defensive guys – 
do what you do. I'll be a part of it, but you're going to do what you do. Mike Leach does it pretty well. There's other head coaches that do it, but if it's not working, see this is, so Scott Frost still has a job, end of the day. I mean, if you want to look at Nebraska overtime, now here's kind of where I don't understand why they keep him around. Bo Pelini, and we all know the story. Bo Pelini comes in Nebraska, he goes 9-4, and 10-4, and 10-4, 9-4, 10-4, 9-4, and 9-4. And then they got rid of him because he wasn't producing, apparently, but he's winning games. Now, with Bo Pelini, he was in the Big 12 for three years out of that. Okay. Then he went moved on to the Big 10. Then they had this guy named Mike Riley. Uh, doesn't do very well. Six and seven, nine and four, four and eight. Scott Frost comes in. Four and eight, five and seven, three and five. And right now they're three and seven, and they may not win another game. Could end up at being three and nine. So Bo Pelini's worst record at Nebraska was nine and four consistently. And Bo Pliny won a couple bowl games. Maybe I think why he got let go was because he lost three bowl games in a row. So Nebraska, I know they've had probably different administrative changes, different athletic director, but good God, like you got rid of Bo Pelini because he did that, and you're keeping a guy like Scott Frost around that's gone four and eight, five and seven, three and five, three or three five, three and seven, and you're in the Big Ten. You're losing. I love my Illinois, but. I'm sorry, Illinois fans, and no offense to Coach Bielma and everybody else. There are times where you're in Nebraska and you're this top blue blood program of like you're losing to Illinois, you're losing to, to teams that maybe you're not supposed to because you're quote unquote Nebraska. So all this is going on. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't understand sometimes. Not saying I know more than this guy and saying he's a terrible coach, but just Programs like this don't continue to win when this happens. Not, and we saw what happened with Bo Pelini when he tries to go be an assistant coach, especially at LSU, the defense didn't work out. But I'm just talking about at that point in time, 10-4, 10-4, 9-4, 10-4, 9 Now they got rid of him because they're like, oh, you're not winning the Big Ten. You're not winning championships. And I think I know they have a new athletic director, but if that's the reason why you got rid of Bo Pelini, what about Scott Frost? Now you gave Bo, Bo Pelini more years, three, six, about seven years. Okay, so this is Scott Frost's fourth year. So, okay, I can understand. Maybe you want to give him a little more time. He's so close. But Bo Pelini, I think they gave him more time because he's producing 9 and 4, 10 and 4, 10 and 4, 9 and 4. Like, I, I, what are we doing here? What are we doing here, Nebraska? Figure it out. You're giving him time because he was winning, you know, 9, 10 games a year. And then now you got a guy who's winning four, five, three, three, and probably won't win another game this year. And the recruits leave. He doesn't have a good recruiting class coming in. So you're not getting – I mean, they have good players, don't get me wrong, but they were there. His original recruiting class, I think there's only like five guys left. So they're leaving. And when you don't win, it's hard to recruit there, especially when you're not winning Nebraska. So I don't know what you're doing there. You know, I mean, we'll see what happens. But – you know, this kind of shows that, you know, like Illinois wants to take a step and win, so they're doing what they're doing. Nebraska, I think, is just going to be like, we're fine. It's good. It's whatever. Um, last week in the Big Ten, my Week Ten picks, I went 6-1, and one, so not too bad. This week, you got number six, Michigan, traveling to Penn State, which is going to be a great game. I think Michigan is motivated after that Michigan State loss. It's going to be a hard-hitting game. It's not going to be this huge, high-scoring game, I don't think. But Michigan's offense is pretty good. Michigan, I could see winning. So I'm going to go with Michigan over Penn State. Northwestern travels number 18, Wisconsin. Wisconsin has figured it out, and I told people that way back when they played Purdue, and people thought Purdue was going to win. 
if they can figure out their passing attack with how their defense is playing, with how their run game is going, Wisconsin is going to be competitive. They might sneak their way in the Big Ten Championship. Who knows? They're number 18 in the nation. I have Wisconsin beating Northwestern. Rutgers travels to Indiana. Rutgers, you know, is up and down. Sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they're not. Indiana is just playing, you know, they've gone through different quarterbacks. They're not quite there. Um, I would love to go with Indiana, but right now just the way Rutgers' offense is going, I'm going to have to go with Rutgers. Number 19, Purdue, and number 4, Ohio State. Does Purdue have enough in them to overcome and knock down another giant in Ohio State? Uh, They're number 4 in the nation. They are in the college football playoff rankings in the top 4. I would love to sit and say Purdue beats Ohio State, but it's Ohio State, so I'm just going to go with Ohio State. Minnesota travels to Iowa. Minnesota coming off the tough loss versus my Illinois fighting Illini. Iowa is struggling big time. This is going to be a closer game than everybody thinks, but I just have to think that Iowa has more athletes. I'm going to go with Iowa. Then Maryland travels to Michigan State. Michigan State coming off the big loss against Purdue. Maryland is not Purdue. Uh, Michigan State's going to have a big-time running game. Uh, Maryland, if they can't move the ball like they have, if their defense can't tackle, they're not going to do well. So I'm going to go with Michigan State. Uh, my Illinois final line, I take the week off. They've got a nice bye week uh, that they need before they go on to finish off their tough schedule. Um, but that's that, that's it. Uh, there's some good games here. The Michigan-Penn uh, State game is going to be really good. Uh, the Purdue-Ohio State game is going to be really good. And the Minnesota-Iowa game is going to be really good. Uh, so we need to – I even think the Rutgers-Indiana one's going to be good. But if you're talking about big time, those are the games to watch. Um, so yeah, Scott Frost has a job. Don't know why. You know, we talked about that. All this stuff is going on there. We don't know. He's apparently going to be a CEO. Uh, and then we got the Big Ten. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I greatly appreciate it. Please check out all the affiliates in the description below. Please go like and subscribe and do all that stuff for me. Check out everything else. Uh, and unlike Scott Frost at Nebraska, we are gone. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 